Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In today's podcast, I'm going to explain the terms used to describe asthma severity and asthma treatment, which are causing some confusion in people with asthma and also amongst many healthcare professionals. I have in past podcasts spoken about the way asthma is treated and the different kinds of medication drugs that are prescribed for your asthma. So why am I doing this again now? The main reason is because many people are unclear about the different ways that asthma is treated and also how doctors decide what to prescribe for their asthma. The descriptions of these treatments are detailed in the new international strategy document on managing asthma that was published last week. This is published and updated every year by the Global Initiative on Asthma, which is also known as GINA. I have put a link to this website if you would like more information. There are five different terms or descriptions used to explain asthma treatment and it's helpful for you to understand these ways that your asthma might be managed. So these five terms for asthma treatment are maintenance treatment, controller treatment, reliever treatment, anti-inflammatory reliever treatment which is also called AIR and maintenance and reliever treatment which is also called MART. So to introduce this topic on treatment, I need to first explain one of the difficulties that doctors have in deciding what treatment to prescribe. And this is about the way asthma severity is understood. Your doctor may have described your asthma as mild, moderate or severe 
and this is not really straightforward. Asthma severity ranges from very mild to very severe. So you may only have asthma symptoms very occasionally, or at the other end of the range, your asthma may be very severe, causing symptoms every day, and also causing attacks that need hospital treatment. In my view, at present, because there is a lot of confusion, I think asthma should only be described in two ways. And these are severe asthma and asthma, without using the terms mild or moderate. Now, as I said in a previous podcast, it's usually clear if you have severe asthma, where your asthma may be causing a lot of trouble for you because of symptoms and attacks. Severe asthma is diagnosed retrospectively. That is, it's based on your past treatment and your control of your asthma. So if you have severe asthma, you need high doses of asthma medication to control it. So the way that we tell if you've got severe asthma is from information about your treatment and how your asthma is controlled. So let me explain this. Severe asthma is diagnosed based on four things. First, if you need high doses of asthma medication. Second, you're taking it regularly. Third, that you're taking your inhaler correctly. And fourth, if your asthma is well controlled. So if all four of those things are present, then you've got severe asthma. So in other words, if you need high-dose treatment to control your asthma, or if, despite high-dose of asthma treatment, your asthma is poorly controlled, you've got severe asthma. And basically, the reason for telling you this is that if you've got severe asthma, you should be under the care of a severe asthma specialist. At the other end of the range of asthma severity, your asthma might be very mild, where you only get occasional symptoms, maybe once or twice a month, and your asthma doesn't usually cause you much trouble from your symptoms. Now, the problem with mild asthma is that there is no agreement internationally on how to define mild asthma. So what does that term, mild asthma, mean? The confusion is usually because many doctors diagnose severity of asthma only on the basis of treatment that's been prescribed. Now, while you might be prescribed treatment, you may not be taking it as you've been advised to do so. And so it's unreliable to decide on severity of your asthma simply by looking at what prescriptions you've been given without knowing whether you're taking it, whether you're taking it correctly, and importantly, without knowing if your asthma is controlled or not. So, for example, if you're prescribed high doses of asthma medication and you're not using it correctly, and you have lots of symptoms, yes, you may have severe asthma. However, you might not. For example, if your symptoms can be successfully treated by taking the medication you've been prescribed, and if that medication is a low-dose medication, that would certainly mean that your asthma is not severe because your asthma is being controlled with low-dose medication that you're taking regularly. On the other hand, if you've only been prescribed a blue inhaler, 
your doctor and other healthcare professionals might think that you've got mild asthma. So if they don't know how well your asthma is controlled, simply using your prescriptions as an indication is not enough to decide whether you've got mild or moderate or severe asthma. And the problem here is that if you're only taking a short-acting reliever and your asthma is uncontrolled and you're still getting symptoms or having attacks, then your asthma is not mild. And only by seeing how much medication you need to control it can your doctor tell whether you've got severe asthma or not. So in order to decide if your asthma is severe or not, your doctor needs to know what medication you're actually taking and if you're using the inhaler correctly. And they would also need to know how well controlled your asthma is. So while we do have an agreed way to diagnose severe asthma, we don't have this for diagnosing mild asthma. So the problem for doctors is to decide on what dose of treatment to prescribe for your asthma. And this is usually based on how much trouble your asthma is causing for you. And most guidelines and guidance for asthma treatment is that medication should be started at a low dose or at a dose appropriate for your symptoms and that it's then increased or stepped up until your symptoms are under control and also that you don't have attacks. So until there's international agreement on a definition for mild asthma, most doctors would base your treatment on your symptoms and whether you're having attacks or not. Now, why are these terms mild or severe asthma important? First, it's important to know if your asthma is severe, because if that's true, you should be referred to a specialist to see if you qualify for one of the new biologic treatments. And the biggest problem with the term mild asthma is that the term mild implies that it's not serious. But this is certainly not the case. If you've got mild asthma, it does not mean that you are not at risk of having a severe attack or even of dying from asthma. And there's lots of evidence that asthma deaths do happen in people who are thought to have mild asthma. And that's why many of us with an interest in asthma prefer not to use the term mild asthma. Okay, so now for the topic today, and this is the treatment terminology, which is the main focus for this podcast. The kind of treatment that your doctor prescribes for your asthma is based on how severe your doctor thinks your asthma is, and this will be based on how your asthma affects your life. Then, based on how your asthma responds to treatment, that is, if your symptoms are not improving, or you're having attacks, your inhaler doses will then be increased by your doctor. Other drugs might be added, or you may be referred to a specialist if the medication does not control your asthma. On the other hand, if your asthma is well controlled on medication, your dosages might be reduced. This is called stepping down. Increasing your medication is called stepping up. So the five ways to describe how doctors treat asthma are maintenance treatment, controller treatment, reliever treatment, anti-inflammatory reliever treatment, which is also called air treatment, 
and maintenance and reliever treatment, which is also called MART treatment. So let's start with maintenance treatment. This term maintenance refers to the frequency of your treatment. That is, how often your treatment has been prescribed for you to use. And so maintenance does not refer to a type of drug or medication for your asthma. Maintenance treatment is treatment that is taken at regular times, and in most people that means every day, either once or twice or more regularly every day. And maintenance treatment includes whatever kind of treatment your doctor has prescribed for regular use. This might be an inhaled corticosteroid on its own, or an inhaled corticosteroid with a reliever, and it may be another kind of anti-inflammatory drug, which is taken either by inhalation, or swallowed by mouth, or taken by injection. So the term maintenance treatment is all about how often you are advised by your doctor to take your medication. How many times a day. So the next term for asthma treatment is controller treatment. Now this is also called preventer treatment by some doctors. Controller treatment is treatment that is used to both control your symptoms of asthma and to prevent attacks of asthma. And to remind you, the symptoms of asthma include coughing, wheezing, which is a whistling noise coming from your chest, or shortness of breath. And so the term controller is usually used to describe inhaled corticosteroid inhalers because these drugs both keep symptoms under control and most importantly, they also prevent flare-ups or attacks of asthma. So one of the reasons the term controller and maintenance treatment gets confused is because controller treatment is usually prescribed regularly for maintenance treatment. Okay, I hope you're with me so far. So next we have the term called reliever treatment. And this treatment is inhaled treatment that's used to treat symptoms of asthma. And once again, the symptoms of asthma are coughing, wheezing, which is a whistling noise coming from the chest, and trouble with breathing. So this reliever treatment is intended to be used when you have symptoms and not to be used as a regular treatment. The use of reliever inhalers has changed a lot over time. In the past, when it was believed that asthma was only a disease caused by spasm or tightening of the muscles in the air passages in the lungs, so it became usual practice to prescribe the short-acting reliever inhalers which relieved that muscle spasm. And these are the so-called short-acting beta-agonist inhalers, which are usually blue. So these inhalers work for about four hours, and that's why they're called short-acting. And these short-acting relievers are also used to treat asthma attacks. So in addition to short-acting relievers, there are also long-acting relievers, which are known as long-acting bronchodilators. So they open up the air passages. That's what bronchodilate means. And there are different kinds of long-acting relievers, which are effective for between 12 hours and longer, 
depending on the kind of long-acting um, reliever that you've been prescribed. Now, one of these long-acting bronchodilator relievers is also fast-acting. It works as quickly as the blue inhaler. And this one is called Formotrol, and I'll talk about this one in more detail in the next section. We now know that the underlying cause of asthma symptoms and attacks is because of a process called inflammation, where the lungs get very irritated, and due to this process, we end up getting symptoms and flare-ups of asthma. And we also know that the reliever inhalers do not work against this inflammation, which causes um, asthma to go wrong. So things have changed a lot since 2014 in particular. For example, the UK National Review of Asthma Deaths found that most of those people who died from asthma were using a lot of their blue reliever inhalers and not enough of their controller or preventer inhaled corticosteroids. Now, at that stage, we had known for over 25 years that regular use of reliever inhalers was not very good for people with asthma because regular use of the blue inhalers could cause asthma attacks. And then, in 2019, the Global Initiative for Asthma, and that's the organization known as GINA, made groundbreaking recommendations worldwide and this followed research which was done by members of the GINA Science Committee. Because of the known risks of poor asthma outcomes if people are treated only with short-acting blue reliever inhalers, GINA recommended that nobody with asthma should only be treated with short-acting bronchodilator reliever inhalers. Now this was groundbreaking recommendation because this advice was different to the way that asthma had been treated in the last 50 years. Instead, Gina recommended that everyone with asthma should be treated with an inhaled corticosteroid, either regularly or as needed, and that leads us into the next term for asthma treatment. So this new term for asthma treatment is called anti-inflammatory reliever treatment. In summary, that's, that's called air therapy or air treatment. And this term refers to the use of reliever inhalers that contain both a reliever and an inhaled corticosteroid. At the present time, there are two kinds of anti-inflammatory reliever inhalers. They both contain an inhaled corticosteroid However, the relievers in these inhalers are either formoterol, which is a quick-acting, long-acting bronchodilator, and the other kind is a short-acting reliever, which you know as salbutamol or albuterol, which is the one in the blue inhaler. So at present, there are many air inhalers that contain inhaled corticosteroid and formoterol, and there's only one that I'm aware of, that has inhaled corticosteroid and salbutamol. And the availability of these inhalers depends on which country you live in. Formotrol is a long-acting reliever that works as quickly as a short-acting blue reliever inhalers, and it's safe if used as needed for relief of asthma symptoms. It is only recommended to be used in asthma in combination with an inhaled corticosteroid. 
And this combination of inhaled corticosteroid with formotrol has now been licensed for use as needed in people who are thought to have mild asthma. Now to clarify that, <clears throat> this form of air therapy, that is as needed inhaled corticosteroid with formotrol, is now licensed for one company's product in 48 countries for people who've got mild asthma and who are over the age of 12. Now this license is based on research in nearly 10,000 people with mild asthma. Remember what I said about mild asthma, that it's not clearly defined, so doctors will decide on the treatment for their patients based on how frequently they're getting symptoms. Now the research compared the use of these anti-inflammatory reliever inhalers with formotrol with a short-acting blue reliever inhaler. And the air treatment was found to be better in preventing severe asthma attacks. Now the big advantage of this kind of treatment is that it's safer than only taking a blue reliever inhaler because it helps to treat the underlying inflammation of asthma, that's the inhaled corticosteroid that does that, to prevent attacks. So if you have been prescribed this, that is if your doctor thinks that you've got mild asthma, be sure to follow your self-management plan which has been provided by your doctor so that you know when you need to call for help. If you are interested in reading more about this treatment, have a look at the link to the GINA website that I've provided. So I said there isn't a clear agreed definition on what we mean by mild asthma, and yet the air treatment is licensed for mild asthma. So at present the decision to prescribe air treatment as needed would be based on a few things. First, if you're only taking a blue short-acting reliever for your asthma, your doctor may advise you to replace that blue inhaler with a licensed air inhaler if you're over the age of 12 and this is licensed in your country. This would usually be used if you're not having symptoms more often than three or four times a week and, most importantly, if you're not having asthma attacks. So even if you've had one asthma attack in the previous year, this treatment would not be suitable for you without regular inhaled corticosteroids. Now if your symptoms are coming more often than four times a week, or if you're having attacks or have had attacks in the previous year, you would be advised in accordance with most asthma guidelines to take regular maintenance treatment or MART treatment, which I'll talk about in the next section. Your doctor will be aware of this air treatment and um, if it's available in your country. So be sure to discuss it with your doctor if you are one of those people who's only being prescribed a blue short-acting reliever for your asthma. So um, before I go on to talk about the next topic, I want to just mention that I have spoken about the air inhalers with formotrol and for completeness, to finish off this section on air treatment, that's anti-inflammatory reliever treatment, the other inhaler that is used for anti-inflammatory reliever treatment or air treatment is an inhaler which has both an inhaled corticosteroid and a short-acting reliever, that is salbutamol or albuterol. 
Now, there isn't much evidence for this type of air treatment, as there is for the inhaler with inhaled corticosteroid with formotrol, and at present, it's recommended for use instead of a blue reliever inhaler in people who are taking maintenance inhaled corticosteroid with a long-acting reliever. So in time, when we've got more evidence on the place of this type of treatment, um, most doctors will be recommending that you use a combination of anti-inflammatory with reliever for relief wherever possible instead of using a blue inhaler. Now, the fifth term for discussion today is maintenance and reliever treatment for asthma. And this is also called MART treatment, M-A-R-T. This treatment, MART, is where your doctor will advise you to use the air inhaler containing an corticosteroid and formotrol um, that is licensed for MART treatment. I mention licensed because... There are a number of inhalers with inhaled corticosteroids and long-acting reliever um, drugs which are not licensed for MART. The ones that are licensed for MART contain an inhaled corticosteroid and formotrol, and um, your doctor will know which ones are licensed in your country for maintenance and reliever treatment. So, um, as the name implies, this form of treatment, MART treatment, is treatment that is advised to be used regularly once or twice a day using this air inhaler with inhaled corticosteroid formotrol. And you'd also be advised by your doctor to use that same inhaler for relief of symptoms when they flare up. And you'd be advised to use this instead of a blue short-acting reliever inhaler. And the reason for that is that there's lots of evidence from research that this form of treatment, so it's a maintenance treatment using the same inhaler for relief, is better at preventing attacks than compared with maintenance asthma treatment where you're advised to use a blue short-acting reliever for relief. And the logic here is that the anti-inflammatory reliever inhaler is better than salbutamol or albuterol and that's the inhaler that's usually blue. Because it's treating the cause of the asthma symptoms, that's the inflammation, and the drug that does that is the inhaled corticosteroid, where the reliever will only relieve your symptoms without dealing with the underlying cause of those symptoms. So if you are prescribed MART, you would not normally be prescribed a blue inhaler because you should not need it. If you are prescribed maintenance and reliever treatment, that's using an anti-inflammatory reliever inhaler, your doctor would provide you with a written self-management plan to help guide you in this treatment. And so you can see why sometimes these terms tend to get confused. Because the anti-inflammatory reliever treatment is used both for um, as-needed relief of symptoms in some countries where it's licensed. It's also used as part of the MART treatment, which is a regular maintenance um, treatment for your asthma. And so I hope that you've got a better understanding of these different terms used by doctors when advising and prescribing for your asthma.
And in particular, I hope you'll now understand why there's been a massive shift away from the use of the blue short-acting relievers for the treatment of asthma. So in summary, I've explained how severity of asthma is diagnosed and also that many of us think that only two terms should be used when describing asthma severity. That is either severe asthma or asthma. That is without using the term mild asthma for now because we don't have a definition that's been agreed internationally for mild asthma. And the other reason for not using the term mild asthma is that it implies that you may not be at risk, which is very wrong. If you've got mild asthma, you could still be at risk of having a severe attack, irrespective of the severity. So I've also spoken about five ways of describing asthma treatment, and these are maintenance treatment, which refers to the frequency or how often your treatment has been prescribed. Next, there is controller treatment, and that is medication that you've been prescribed to both prevent symptoms and to prevent asthma flare-ups or attacks, and this is usually advised as regular treatment. Then there are relievers, which is where a lot of confusion exists. In the past, we relied on short-acting relievers, the so-called short-acting bronchodilators or SABAs, which are usually blue, and those are used for treating symptoms of asthma. Sadly, in many people, this is the only treatment that you've been prescribed or that you take because you find you do get relief of symptoms from it. Next, there is the air treatment. That's the anti-inflammatory reliever treatment, where in the last 10 years, due to heightened awareness of the risks of regular use of the blue inhalers, as well as research findings, there's been a move to anti-inflammatory reliever inhaler treatment, which is called AIR. And AIR treatment works against the inflammation and also provides relief of symptoms, and most importantly, is better at preventing asthma attacks than using the blue inhalers alone for relief. Now, availability of AIR treatment depends on where you live and what licensing regulations are in force. The idea here is that the air inhalers should be used instead of the blue inhalers for relief. So in other words, when you take them for relief of your symptoms which have flared up because your asthma has gone out of control, you'll be dealing with both the symptoms and also the underlying problem caused by the inflammation due to asthma. Now your doctor will know what's available in your own country. And finally, I spoke about maintenance and reliever treatment, which is also called MART treatment. And MART treatment uses an air inhaler, that's an inhaled uh, corticosteroid and formaltrol combination, so you get the anti-inflammatory and the relief combination. And importantly, this treatment is only licensed for combinations of inhaled corticosteroid with formaltrol. The reason being that formotrol is a quick-acting, long-acting reliever. 
And here, your doctor would advise you to take the inhaler regularly for maintenance and also to use the same inhaler for symptoms. This treatment has better outcomes for people with asthma than maintenance treatment plus a blue short-acting reliever for relief. In essence, in MART, you're combining maintenance treatment with an air inhaler. Finally, do check with your doctor what type of treatment you've been prescribed and, of course, follow your doctor's advice in combination with your self-management plan that you've agreed with your doctor, which will be appropriate for whatever treatment you have been prescribed. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.